Jenny Green. Weekdays from 3 on 2FM. The sound of the nation. Bernard Casey has been making a name for himself on the Irish comedy scene with his hilarious online sketch videos. He is taking his local gossip show on tour uh, local gossip show on tour I think I mixed those up I'm delighted he's with us now Bernard how are you? Hey Jenny how are you? Thanks very much for having me Listen I'm delighted to have you on the show today I've so much I want to talk to you about but we got to start at, at the roots of this so you're from Port McGee in Kerry um, what is that area like for, for gossip? Is it kind of a local gossip area? Oh, absolutely. I think any area outside an urban centre really is going to be uh, local gossip central as such. Like, so uh, anything grown up, anything that was going on in the in the parish at all was talked about at the back of Mass or outside of Mass or somewhere. So uh, I guess I was lucky too. I got to work in the shop for a number of years. So I was able to pick up on any, any of the ongoings, you know, <laughs> you know slowly story would come in in the morning and by, by the afternoon you had the whole act, you know. Yeah, and, and you had the extras that had been added on to the story. But even as you say something like that, from, from someone like me growing up in Dublin, uh, as soon as you, as soon as I leave Dublin, I go anywhere, As and you touched on it there, everyone refers to a place as it's, oh, I'm like, what's that town like? They're like, it's a very big parish. It's always, it's always known by the size of the parish. It, it is. It's, it's, because uh, like, there's not really a town centre to most places. Like a, a town centre in any of the Irish towns is about the size of a street in Dublin, like, you know. So I think... <laughs> and I was, I was always fascinated because my cousins lived in Dublin, so I used to go up quite a lot for, for Kelly matches and up for the island, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'd say, who... Oh, oh, how are your neighbours? They're like, haven't a clue. I've never, never met them. I said, you've never met them? Like, yeah, you've lived here 17 years. Yeah, couldn't tell you they could be mass murders for all I know. <laughs> Do you know, so that was always such a culture shock for me. There is a big difference. I mean, I know like even my own parents lived in Dublin all their lives. And about, you know, seven, eight years ago, they moved down to, to Cork and, and not to the city to kind of outside of that. And even in all the years they were in Dublin, they knew probably about four people on our road. And as soon as they moved, they know the entire town. Oh, that's <laughs> here. Fort McGee is a big uh, holiday destination because it's the Skellig Rock and it's kind of you know connects Valencia Island to the mainland and you know it's on the Skellig Ring so it's very picturesque and it's you know it's full of tourists so a lot of people from Dublin have built houses in the area you know you know they come down and they, you know even even though they wouldn't know the person in the bar they're talking to the person in the bar would know them they're like oh I know you you're you're the fellow with the house up by the football field aren't you I know you yeah you cut your mouth is it half six blowing that's fine blowing <laughs> yeah and and the tourism then I guessing is even bigger than since Star Wars. Oh yeah, huge! It's uh, it just became um, it, it nearly became untenable at one stage. The amount of people that were coming, you know, it was uh, it was such an interesting choice as well for Star Wars to to pick Port McGee as their location. You know, people were wondering, geez, you know, why why did they choose down here? You know, obviously the Skelligs and everything like. But I suppose the real reason really was because it's probably the only place in the world where Chewbacca was actually understood, you know. <laughs> like, you know he was coming still in his gear after being out on, on the Skelligs all day filming, you know. It's like, hi Chewie, how are you getting on? <laughs> you know. And, you know, he wasn't the hairiest person in the village either, so I kind of suited him, you know. So it's, it's good all round. Um, tell me then, how how did you get into comedy? When did that sort of love for it start for you? Were you a child listening to various comedians growing up thinking I want to do that? Or did, there's a lot of comedians I talked to, it nearly happened accidentally. 
Yeah, in, in a way, I suppose I always loved watching the Comedy Store and, you know, Junglers Unleashed and, and, and Comedy Central growing up and always obviously loved the Unbelievables, Father Ted and everything. But I think it really, it started when we did the U Club play when I was 16 and we entered the kind of the, comp- the county competition and we won the county and then we got to go to the the, the, the provincial finals or the Munster final and there was a semi-final and we went all the way then to win it out in um, above in Minute as well so it was in the Minute Theatre so just to get like, seven lads from in a small village down in the south of Kerry did a, did a sketch and we ended up winning the All-Ireland with it so it definitely I, I remember being in Minute that day and, and they all laughing at us you know and, and I was dressed as a, I was dressed as a woman like an 80 year old woman pretending I saw an alien that was the sketch and uh, <laughs> It was like okay, I think I think this is this is definitely for me. And uh, when I went to UCC, I did arts, and I kind of got into the comedy society. Then in my last semester of of my final year, I said, "Oh, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it." Like I'm not going. There's not going to be a comedy society down in in Falmore, you know. So <laughs> I ha- I had to do it, and just kind of took on took it on from there, really. I always have such admiration for comedians because I think, you know, it's it's probably one of the bravest things you can do is get up there on stage because when it works, it's amazing, but it sometimes doesn't work as well. And you just have well, that moment. It <laughs> yeah, it's it's awful. Like, especially when you're starting out, because like you're, no one's amazing straight away. You know, absolutely nobody is like there's you're going you might have a good 10 minutes, but then your your next 10 minutes could be could be woeful like my remember my first one in, in UCC went great and I you know you have such confidence you're like oh my gosh this is so easy I'm born for this <laughs> and the next gig I did was in my local bar in, in Port McGee in the bridge bar they had a kind of a radio carrier were holding a talent contest and I did my same set which was it just like like a lead balloon Do you know I was I did not read my audience so they would, that was the, the the landing that you needed was it <laughs> well, uh, it, it was funny because you just knew uh, some of the people. Ah, he's the comedian, is it? <laughs> he, he's not the comedian tonight. Yeah, that's for sure. Huh? I don't know. Yeah, uh, the funny thing that was when he stopped it. <laughs> And your own characters then that you do, because, you know, obviously you've a lot of sketches online and everything. Are they based on people that you know or kind of a mixture of people together? It's literally, literally it, it, it happened by accident, as as you said earlier, that, that any of these things happen by accident. We were, we were me and my fiance Laura, we were uh, touring around Cork one day and uh, she got we, we stopped off in a sweet shop and she picked up the teeth, uh, the sweet teeth. And I said, oh, give me one of them. I said, I used to always do this in the mm. shop to, you know children were in getting sweets I'd put one in and start talking like an old man you know and uh, I just said I, I just started doing it then to her and I was like well look at me I've been home I'll go on you will you regret girl I've no lift home I'll go on so I literally took that and then ran with it and uh, just picking mannerisms and things and you know old stories you'd hear from you know my family and, and people that are visiting the house you know and we actually have a little clip. This is um, a Sunday paper snob for anyone who hasn't checked it out yet. Uh, have a listen to Bernard Casey in action. I suppose I'll always dig my teeth in into the old business post. Yeah, oh, that's good. But you get a, you get a, a head start in the week ahead. <laughs> You'll know exactly what uh, what basket to be putting your eggs into. <laughs> but the supplements are actually very good too as well. There was a fantastic one last week actually on the uh, uh, Swedish interior decor. I'm not sure if you saw that. Uh, no. Sure, of course you haven't. <laughs> I must say, over lockdown, because obviously there was no gigs ranking on, did you find that you, did you feel a bit more pressure to go, I need to get as much content up as possible as I can online? 
absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The pressure was on because, you know, you didn't have the live gigs. And initially, live Zoom gigs were woeful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't getting any feedback. And, oh, my God. I think a few places ended up mastering it in the end. They used to have a kind of a front row and they'd have their mics on. And, oh, but it was terrible doing doing um, some of the live gigs. But it, you definitely, you saw it as an opportunity as in, OK, I have absolutely no excuse now not to make sketches that I have the world of time. And there definitely was a pressure, all right, to, to remain relevant, I suppose. And then your background, obviously, going, attending the Gaeta School of Acting, that is surely a big help when you're when you're doing these sketches and recording them. It definitely is. I think it's it's very helpful for the stage shows, really, because you kind of, you know, you, you, you learn a variety of things, you know, about timing and, uh, you know, stage presence and all that kind of thing. So uh, definitely reading different scripts as well, you know, you're learning... You're, you're you're doing all sorts of different things when you when you were in in the gaiety so you kind of you're 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 my horizons were broadened do you know would you get into acting as well do you think at some stage in the future yeah you know i did a, a, i was part of callan kicks the years there this year with with oliver callan and and um was you know obviously as an like any actor nobody's going to come to your door and ask you you have to <laughs> put yourself out there so that's the reason really you keep doing the sketches you never know what will happen maybe you'll create your own thing or someone someone might come looking for you but you, you always just you have to just keep making your own stuff really that's it well you never know um, at right place at the right time and all that but you are going back out you're on tour um, Local Gossip is the name of the tour can you tell us a little bit about it or the inspiration behind it I'll let Local Gossip tell you himself actually he's just he's inside watching the chase hang oh, on oh go second. on hang on Hello, Jeannie. Hello. Is that you, Jeannie? That's me. How, how are you? I saw you? You played out in Waterville about 10 years ago. I saw you. You played inside the club, mate. You were damn good that night. Yeah, very good. You have a good memory. <laughs> I saw you inside that night. That was a fierce crowd, that. Fierce crowd, that. Yeah. But I tell you, we're going, we're going out in, on tour. We're, we're going to the, the, the Cock Opera House now on the 18th of February. And after that, then we're going up the we're going up north and to, to Mayo, then to the Cashel Bath. The Royal Teaser and Cashel Bar on the 2016. We'll, we'll be doing live shows. There'll be a mixture of stand-up comedy from the fellow you were talking to earlier. Stand-up comedy and, and sketches and old stories. And there'll be videos and there'll be phone calls and all sorts of stuff. So, stuff that you won't expect, like. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be entertaining, anyway. These are big gigs, I have to say. These certainly are. So Cork Opera House is starting and then... We were supposed to do the Cork Opera House nearly two years ago. I know, but the blasted COVID put a step to it, like, so... We couldn't do it at all then, and sure we were supposed to do it last year then, and bloody COVID came back, so well, Chris, we were an awful way out. But sure, we're back on the road now again anyway, and, and, and please God, you know, the, 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 people, the people do go out, it's like, yeah, there's no excuse now. No excuse whatsoever, and hopefully it's going to stay that way. We will look forward to that. Um, Bernard Casey, thank you so much. And your local gossip tour, they're on sale now through CorkOperhouse.ie and RoyalTheatreCastleBar.ie and people can check out the sketches on your Insta account as well, Bernard.Casey.comedy. Uh, Bernard, hopefully we'll get to see in the flesh one of these days. Thanks, Jenny. This is this is nephew there. I just want to say thanks very much for doing the geek uh, down Waffle there 10 years ago. You, you might come down and play my 21st, yeah? <laughs> I'm there. I'm there, okay? Here we go. Jenny Green, weekdays from 3 on 2FM. The sound of the nation.